1: The Varsity Club podcast. My name is Derek Peterson. Joining me this week. Okay, this is going to be this is going to be a niche podcast. I'm just going to get that out of the way. First and foremost, but I am a person who has two types of uh shirts in my closet. I have shirts like this, no branding whatsoever, very basic, and then I have an entire section in my closet that is just graphic t-shirts with outlandish designs patterns it's either very very subdued or very very loud um and so i have connor hitchcock from Homefield apparel a company that i am very excited to uh to find out about because i didn't know you guys existed until a couple months ago um it's been like a rapid rise mm. well maybe that's maybe that's um just me and and you think i'm Completely stupid for saying so. Maybe you guys have been a, around for three years, and I've been living under a rock. Connor, welcome mm-hmm. to the podcast. How are you? Hey, Derek. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate that. You know, you, you're you're right
0: and wrong in some sense. We have been around for three and a half years. However, I mean the the rise has really happened since um, late summer 2020, and then really taking off last summer with the brand. So I don't fault you because we haven't had Nebraska until upcoming Saturday on our website. So I understand if you hadn't heard of us before.
1: The Nebraska collection is coming. You guys mm-hmm. shared that bit of information on social media. I'm going to ask you about kind of about that in a little bit, but first I just want to ask you, give me some, give me some background on the company on home field. Give me like, how did, how does this get started? Sure. Yeah, I can go,
0: uh, you know, a little bit quick and dirty. So I am, well, I cheer for, in my whole life, and my whole family has cheered for a team, uh, colors red, five national championships in a state with a lot of corn. And as you guessed it, that means I cheer for the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, but, you know, uh, so there's a lot of similarities here already off the jump. But I went to Indiana University. And when I was there, um, I was doing a little side project for the heck of it, where I had made some stickers, uh, for the state of Indiana, some t-shirts, um, just more like, you know, any local, you know, any city has them these days, like a local shop that'll carry just stuff about the city or state. Um, but when I was a student, for whatever reason, um, stores in Bloomington started picking it up, stores in Indianapolis started picking it up, um, and 30 stores by the time I had graduated were carrying this little side project I had it was literally screen printing t-shirts out of my apartment in Bloomington. I was washing screens out of my bathtub. I lost security deposits all that good stuff. Um, and then as I was doing this side project going into my real job in Indianapolis uh, after school, uh, Indiana uh, that winter had played Duke in the pinstripe bowl. And I love Indiana football, which is a very funny thing to love. The team with the most losses in FBS football history. Um, But So we don't go to bowls often, um, especially before Tom Allen, which, I mean, things aren't looking super great right now either. But um, we lost in double overtime on a field goal that looked like it was good. It was called no good. And Indiana Twitter is, especially back then, very ironic. Um, And so everybody pretended to be extremely upset over this field goal and in an inconsequential pinstripe ball. Mm-hmm. And so everybody kept yelling online, the kick was good. And so with this side project I had, you know, I was now printing in my basement um, in Indianapolis, uh, the job I was working, I uh, just mocked up a shirt, wasn't a great design, but it just said the kick was good on it, um, didn't require licensing or anything, and sold hundreds in the matter of a few hours going into that football season, the 2016 football season. And so my eyes were opened up to, you know, hey, there's a much bigger market for vintage collegiate apparel, uh, vintage looking, because that's kind of how we made the shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there is uh, tourism-esque shirts for a state with no tourism. And so that's when I, uh, myself, and then my wife, Krista, um, who's my co-founder as well, she's the design piece yeah. of it all. Um, I do not have any design shops. There's more marketing. But that's when we went to IU and we said, hey, did really well with this shirt. We'd love to give the chance to make more vintage type apparel. Um, you know, designs from IU's history that were printed on incredibly comfortable shirts and hoodies. And so somehow IU said yes, um, which then was a chain reaction of a few other schools in the state. Purdue, Ball State, and Indiana State. And we approach it the same way. You know, with Indiana, we found this bison mascot that the school had for like six or seven years in the sixties um, and, you know, sold a ton with this bison on it that had IU because we don't have a mascot. Um, Purdue, a ton of old Purdue peats. Indiana State, all the light blue from the bird years, of course. Um, and, and Ball State, we found some old finished stuff as well. And it took off just as I was doing this on the side. Um, we had no money in it, just whatever, you know, you just bankrolled the business from whatever sold into the next thing. And so it did well enough, we had enough proof of concept after a year of being licensed, so 2017 was that year, that we decided to go full-time with Vintage Collegiate Apparel. And so that's when we, out of the side project called Hoosier Proud, launched what is now known as Homefield. So we launched in August of 2018, just the two of us. We rented an 800 square foot little office that we screen printed out of with, uh, it was carpeted, which if you know anything about screen printing, it's a lot of ink. And a lot of water, so that's not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, um, fast forward, there's a lot of things in between, obviously, these last three and a half years since we left our jobs in August of 18. But fast forward three and a half, almost four years later, um, we went from those eight Indiana schools to getting licensed for over 150 institutions now. Um, there's 30 of us on staff. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty, rapid rise, um, particularly getting kickstarted in 2020, with this marketing campaign called Big New Saturday, that we uh, kind of came up with when nobody had anything to do. um, And we were all waiting to watch The Last Dance uh, on ESPN, Sunday Mm -hmm. nights 9pm Eastern. And I just remember, I would make an appointment viewing. um, And but I'd still be on my phone, following along on Twitter because people were um, live tweeting about the insane stuff Michael Jordan would do, you know? Um, And it, that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. You know, it's what we do with sports. We watch sports and it's communal with your fan base. Um, So, I mean, I'm always on Twitter during Indiana football games or men's basketball games, right? and just seeing what people are talking about feeling like i i've met people at bars that i met from twitter right in indianapolis to watch these games and so um that's what we we ambitiously aimed to create with a t-shirt product launch and so we called it big new saturday and um we launched a few schools with it that we had a license for tulane hawaii every saturday at noon eastern we build anticipation all week telling jokes online with the fan base um getting to know all their fans, all the Tulane fans, Hawaii fans, et cetera. And then Saturday at noon, we'd launch a 15-piece collection, you know, vintage designs from their history with T-shirts and sweatshirts. Um, it did really well. Well, it started to pick up a ton of steam in the college football internet because there's nothing really going on. And by the end of the season, season of Big New Saturday, which was 15 weeks, um, we had had Alabama and Michigan approve us to be licensed. And so we launched them Starting the season with Tulane and Hawaii, we were getting 80% no's on licensing. And then all of a sudden, we end the first season with Michigan and Alabama. Um, So then things just have kept snowballing from there. We did Big News Saturday last summer with um, a ton of Power Five schools. You know, licensing with every school is a little different based on certain contracts they have, yada, yada, yada. And so now we're in the fourth season of Big News Saturday. We did one this winter, and we're really excited that Nebraska is a part of it. So this Saturday, at noon we're launching a nebraska collection which it's a school and football program with just another sports too frankly with a ton of history um and it's one of of our favorites we've designed and i'm not just saying that because i'm on a nebraska podcast yeah so yeah we're really excited
1: the design is is cool and, and i want to ask you about that in a second but first of all i want to take a second and thank the sponsor fsc edge i ask questions for a living The best Q&A sessions that I've ever been in have been ones where I felt like the person on the other side of the tape recorder was invested in me just as much as I was invested in them. Talk to folks who've worked with FSC Edge, who have gone to the offices, who have met with, and they will all tell you the same thing. You'll get the same kind of treatment. FSC Edge integrates AI technologies, case management tools, and augmented operators to optimally process patent documents quickly and accurately. They work with some of the largest patent offices around the world to manage thousands of patent applications and granted patents. We're talking about a place that deals on a massive scale, protecting inventors and advancing innovation, but does so in a way that makes every client who walks in the door feel important and heard. FSC Edge is always looking for new members to come on board and join their team. You'll be doing impactful work and learning about patents in a welcoming, easygoing environment. Check out available jobs today by going to jobs at FSC.com. The big news Saturday marketing campaign Mm -hmm. is genius. Like it's it's brilliant because Mm -hmm. everybody freaking out about, I saw it with Arizona and I saw Mm -hmm. it with UCLA. And that was what introduced me to your brand was a bunch of people on Twitter talking about it. That's Mm -hmm. like, especially when, you know, I imagine you go full time with this thing and then, you know, two years later, however, however long it was, COVID hits and you're like, oh yeah. crap, like what's, yeah. the, what's the future? But then you put this brilliant marketing campaign that, that clearly worked. Is that, are you going to give your wife credit for that? One? Who gets credit for that one? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's kind of both of us, honestly. Um, You know, we're a good team and that is co-founders. I'm more the marketing side and she's the product side, but if there's not an incredibly differentiated product to market, anything I would do wouldn't matter. Right. If I'm saying, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Then people get it and it's not comfortable or the print doesn't look good or the, just the, the design in general is bad. Right. And so I, it was definitely a team effort. I mean, at that time, so, you know, we were picking up steam in late 2019, um, just adding a, some really solid mid majors that made a lot of sense with strong fan bases, like Southern Miss, or Georgia Southern, that, we are doing well with it. And our cornerstone school has always been Indiana, just me being a grad and being based in Indianapolis. Um, and that was the first year. Everybody talked about the 2020 football season with Indiana, but 2019 was the infamous almost nine-windiana season. Um, and we were – I was one of the three individuals there that night that created the 9 Indiana campaign. So we were selling all these Oh, really? nine-wind – Yeah, yeah. I was we all selling.
1: aboard 9 Indiana. <laughs> I was rooting so hard for it. Was all aboard. We, we was, were up. Uh, we were so,
0: It was so close. I was at. So it, it kind of culminated twenty nineteen. For those who don't know, it, this the former crew that ran Crimson Quarry at SB Nation and myself created this kind of joke that Indiana was going to win nine football games in twenty nineteen, um, and it became a thing to the point where after Indiana beat Purdue in the bucket game to go off to the bowl game to get their eighth win they're yelling nine Indiana" on the camera which was very strange to see um but we had these these shirts about it and then iu asked us to be the vendor at the gator bowl for all the iu apparel so we were down in jacksonville indiana's up 13 on tennessee with four minutes and change to go we're thinking oh my god iu's gonna win the ninth game people are texting me like congrats all that and then Indiana blows a 13 point lead with uh less than five minutes to go and does not win the ninth game. Um and, but you know, we we had picked up a lot of momentum from that, a lot of national attention. And so I remember telling Krista, because it my co-founder and wife, you know, it was right around the holidays. We'd done some record setting holidays for ourselves at the time. You know, I think the only thing that could literally stop us right now would be just like something catastrophic like a recession or whatever. And then then <laughs> That two months later, uh, COVID really hits the United States, right? So we, we were scrambling. I mean, at that time, well, there was five of us. Um, we sent our employees home fully paid for two and a half months, just like, hey, we don't know what's happening. Just take, just stay healthy, basically. And so we would go and we would print all of the orders during the day, Krista and myself. And then at night, we would get together and be like, okay, I have no idea how long this is going to go what do we do to really elevate the home field in this time? And just, I remember we were sitting on our front porch, which is right through this wall uh, that I'm staring at. Um, And we just kind of both, we were talking about how we had these schools we needed to launch. And it was literally a night we were waiting for the last dance to come on. And that's when we're like, we have so much anticipation for this right now and there's nothing going on and there are no sports, at least at that time for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we kind of just came up with the idea of big new Saturday. And we thought, you know, there's a potential, like, I thought, like, is anybody going to tune in for a t-shirt launch on Twitter? Like, is everybody going to make an appointment viewing? And it turns out a lot of people did. Um, And that's why we're here today is because it worked.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Okay. I I have to ask you this because it's 2022 and you can still shop for t-shirts online that Mm -hmm. come, like, in the really scratchy, stiff, boxy style, why are companies still doing this? Why is, why like Mm -hmm. home field kind of shirts? Why are those not the standard?
0: Because what we do is really hard
1: (laughs) Um, if I'm honest with you.
0: And it's two prong. What we do is really hard. And because the other companies can do that and so they can get away with it. And so they do, it's cheap for them to make. They don't, you know, a lot of the times, you know, there are literal companies, a lot of these bookstore brands who will have something called, I'm not going to say what it actually is, but like the XYZ sweatshirt, let's just say. And it's, you'll open their catalog and it's the same font and you just swap out school and color. And look, operationally, they don't have to lift They lift like one finger and they sell millions of dollars of product. That's why it is that way. Um, but what's fun with Homefield is we do this because we love it. I mean, I grew up, Indiana is a huge college sports state similar to Nebraska. Um, Krista grew up in Michigan. Her dad played football at Michigan. So she just like growing up in that environment, going to Michigan games every Saturday, right? Um, we just love it. We love college sports and we love going through like yearbooks and media guides and all the aesthetics and uh, just the, the ethos around college sports that um, makes it really special. And so We love doing this and it is really hard. I mean, our design team works incredibly hard to find old logos, but also incorporate them to make it look like something you'd wear in the 70s or 80s or 90s Um, and to source garments. I mean, I remember the first time we went to make our t-shirts happen. I think we went through 40 iterations of a t-shirt before getting to the final one. So, yeah, it takes a lot of time but it's what we care about, you know.
1: What's your dog's name by the way? You can hear him.
0: Yes. <laughs> Wesco. Wesco. Yeah. Wesco. It's named it's uh named after a uh, Mid Michigan gas station uh because okay. my wife and I met at a summer camp and the only thing to do in the middle of Michigan uh middle, just this town in the middle of nowhere was go to this gas station called Wesco where you get like slurpees and stuff. So, nice. um yeah, very, very cute.
1: He got an appearance on the podcast, very uh-huh. excited about the shirts that you were talking about, obviously, obviously. giving his recommendation. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for uh, the almost nine-windiana. I don't mm-hmm. think a ton of my listeners, Nebraska no. fans, given the way that that 2019 game in October went no. up. Um, but how, however, <laughs> the post-game from that game, where Tom Allen was like, they know what they did uh-huh. was is one of my favorite moments covering Nebraska. That that post game was excellent.
0: Um, uh-huh. It was a, a lot of a lot of uh, dumb stuff flying around that post
1: game. <laughs> it was great. What what goes into the design process for these? Mm. Like, are like, are you going to get? input from the universities themselves going to like creatives that are associated mm. with the university or working at the university or whatever or is it all you guys just kind of going back and looking through and talking about yearbooks going back and looking yeah. through and just kind of like history of the programs
0: you know it all depends it's kind of different on a per school basis i am so sorry to the audience for my dog there uh, let me see if i can close the door and make that better for you all he's uh a special dog. But anyway, you know, it all is, it's different on this per school basis. Um, so schools will already have some marks ready, which is super nice. Nebraska actually had a lot of image marks already made. So we didn't have to go recreate some of the logos. Now we don't just take the logos and drop them on a shirt and call it a day we incorporate them um, into a, a broader design, right? So you know, we, we always talk with the school first um before designing so what we'll do is we'll look all sorts of places we'll look in yearbooks as you mentioned we'll read the yearbooks actually to gain context around the logo um as well as you know was there a big event on campus that year what does this logo mean we try to see how are students like what were people wearing you know how was it used in apparel to make it feel authentic you know um, so we'll do that. Media guides are a great source of logos. We'll we'll search eBay just to see again how people wore it because we want it to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And then we talk to people a lot. Um, our Twitter is extremely active, and we just like to have a lot of fun on there. If you follow our Twitter, it's going to be very silly. And you know, on the days we launch shirts, yes, we're pushing t-shirts, but it uh, it's been a strategic part of our brand that the Twitter account is just a lot of fun and it's not gonna be like a brand account trying to make corny jokes. If we do try to make a corny joke, we'll get ahead of the fact and say it's a corny joke. So then that way we're exempt even though we're still making a corny joke. <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll make tons of friends online. You know, We have, our DMs are constantly filled with, hey, I found this in my grandfather's attic. Um, he was a big Huskers fan or Hoosiers fan, what have you. I mean, we're talking with people constantly. We'll reach out to people on Twitter six months before we launch the school and say, hey, what's the fan base's thought on this logo? You know, we did that with a, a school. Maybe uh, Husker fans aren't also super happy with uh, the Colorado Buffs uh, because they wore blue, you know, for a couple of seasons. And we thought it looked cool. So we asked some fans in the DMs. and They were like, absolutely not. And we were horrible during those years. Don't use the blue even though it looked cool. Um, so, you know, it, it comes from all over and then what we'll do is we'll take our ideas before we design them, go to the school and say, Hey, here's what we're thinking. Um, are you guys on board with this? Uh, and then that way it's more of a partnership too. I mean, they always have to approve every single design mm-hmm. that you not only are approved for a licensee, you have to get approved for every single category. So I want to sell t-shirts University of Nebraska. Will you say yes? You know, um, will we want to sell hoodies nebraska will you say yes you know all those and then can i sell them online can i sell them in a bookstore can i sell them so you have to get approved on so many verticals and then you have to get approved for every single design um but yeah our process is a ton of research and we i mean and we talk to the
1: school as well spill some tea if you can i don't want to get you in trouble who's the most frustrating university to work with
0: Hmm. So, um, our licensing director, um, would be jumping up and down and screaming no at me
1: to say a name
0: so I can maybe, um,
1: I'll you can say, just give a region, you can give a region um, and we'll let people guess.
0: Sure. There's a school on the West coast that told us, Hey, we love
1: what you do. Like, like let's put a
0: collection together. We're super excited And this is why we always come to the School of Ideas now instead of uh, designing an entire 16-piece collection. So spend a month and a half designing this thing as a team. We bring it to them, and and they go, oh, no, we don't allow vintage. (laughs) And so after all that work, and they come to us. So I think it's just a lot of the times with universities, um, there's just not – there's just – especially with licensing, it typically gets handed off. Sometimes it's someone's full time job at Nebraska. It is, for example, because it's such a big brand. Mm-hmm. But you know, at some other schools, it's a tenth of the job of the assistant AD of marketing, right? And they've got to worry about game ops and a ton of other stuff. And licensing is like so far down in the totem pole. So I mean, one person tells you one thing, one person tells you another. In communications, it just gets wires crossed, and so that's why we will always now present our research before designing anything for a school because that was deflating to work that long on a 16 piece collection and being told not
1: (laughs) trial and error man so i assume the Uh bigger programs that have you know dedicated people like that that manage sort of brand um, Mm -hmm. accessibility and i don't even know what the term for that would be i guess those they're you know a little bit easier to work with in terms of like which mm-hmm. schools you work with, which schools you don't, yeah. which schools you have collections for. Is it, as, is it as simple as just like who says yes to you or, or, you know, being an Indiana fan, I imagine there was a piece of you that didn't want to do any Purdue gear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I've got so many friends uh, locally who, you know, went to Purdue. It was fun to make it for them and we have Purdue grads. But you, you kind of have to put that, you have to kind of take that fan hat off. Um, when you're working in the industry, you know, in uh, I will wear almost um, any college shirt. Um, and I'll say this publicly because I I went to Indiana. I won't wear Purdue or Kentucky. Those are the only two I won't wear. Um, but, you know, we we've loved working with them. Um, there is a one Kentucky hoodie I always see. Where I'm like, man, that looks so cool in our warehouse, but I can't touch it. Uh, just given my allegiances. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it, it is a matter of who says who says yes, who says no, Um, by the end of the season of big news Saturday, we will have almost every uh, power five institution on the website. There's a few certain schools. um, I mean, people will be able to figure it out by the end of this, that for whatever reason, based off of some of maybe their on-field provider contracts like Nike, Adidas, et cetera, or some deals they have, um, they're called primary apparel deals with fanatics or, Haynes brand that just for whatever reason, they can't add any more licensees for the time being. Um, So, you know, at first it was more us convincing the schools, hey, we're a value add, you know, because it's not just a matter of the royalties someone would bring in. The default answer is not yes for big brands, because if you're sitting in that position over a big brand, if I'm, if I'm saying that, I'm thinking you have to prove to me, you're going to do something additive and different because otherwise you just pose a risk because you're representing you know, the corn huskers, you're representing um, you know, Northwestern or whoever, right? You, you yeah. we can't we can't risk you, you know, potentially ruining our brand. So you have to show us it's something additive and special. And so for us, it's funny when when we started launching things, um, a lot of no's mostly no's. And then some some schools took chances on us, like UConn, like Michigan State, like Syracuse, very early on that I was very grateful for. Um, and then eventually Auburn saw it. And they took a chance on us. And when Auburn was our best selling school of all time at the moment, then Alabama came back to us and was like, Hey, actually, we want to be licensed for you now. And then later, that's what did it. Uh Uh-huh. And then later LSU was like, Oh yeah, well, we got to be licensed for you now. Like they reached out to us, (laughs) you know? So it's just funny the way it all works.
1: Yeah. You have, you have a Yukon apparel. Do you have the sad husky on a t-shirt? We have a sad husky on a t
0: shirt, we have it on a long sleeve shirt, we have it on a sweatshirt, we have it on the sticker. And then the uh, famous slash infamous Twitter account No Escalators started a campaign for six months to put the sad dog on the joggers. And so one day we did launch joggers uh police joggers with the sad dog and uh, sold out in 45 seconds oh my gosh so, yeah we 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 have a lot of sad dogs much to my chagrin uh we have a lot of the sad dog on
1: this this might be a little too again this might be a little too niche but is there any anything in the works to do something with civil conflict
0: <laughs> yeah this, unfortunately you know the schools would have to approve that and they uh they don't really like that time in their history, <laughs> particularly Yukon. So I don't think we want to move past it. the Bob Diaco era. That's where they're uh-huh. at. That makes sense. Yeah, that uh, you know, I, I think I bet 20 years from now, they'll let someone use it. It's funny. Um, what's old is new, right? So Indiana, if, People remember, I mean, there's no reason to remember anything about my beloved Hoosiers football, but for the Antoine randall L years, uh, for four years, we had this oval logo on our helmet that was literally rip off of the 49ers, Cam Cameron, one of designed that way. And so we did it. And everybody hated that logo at the time. But for people like me who grew up watching Antoine randall it's really nostalgic for me. And so we finally convinced IU 20 years after the fact to let us use the oval. We were the first licensee to get to use the oval in 20 years. Um, so I'm sure civil conflict 20 years from now, uh, they'll finally,
1: uh, relent and let someone use it. They'll accept it. Um, Mm -hmm. what is, I'm not going to ask best Mm -hmm. because that might get you again, someone might come back and be like, what's your, what's your favorite logo that you've worked with? Favorite school, hmm. university, logo, or, or I guess set of like assets? Yeah. Work with.
0: Oh, like so, favorite just, you know, overall? Or are you saying just like one design? Or I mean, I could take it a thousand different ways if you want. F- favorite overall, like favorite
1: like source uh-huh. material that you have to work with?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I'm
0: going to give you one P5 answer. I'm going to give you one FCS mid major answer because, you know, it's just different for each. Um, I would say, Florida for P5 because when you have a gator, it's just so different than any other mascot on the P5. I mean, yeah, and the colors just popped so well. It was our best selling collection of all time, too. So maybe that's uh clouding some of our vision. When we launched, I should say best selling Indiana's best of all time, but Florida launch day was our biggest launch day ever by a mile. Um and so that is probably my favorite P5. I mean, there's a ton of Alberts playing football, mm-hmm. stiff arming. There's a, a drawing from the the stadium that was there in the 90s that's no longer there of this really menacing gator um, some really classic iconic gators, some fun and gun stuff we did It just all around was an amazing collection. Um, I think the green thrown in there with the the blue and orange just worked really well also and then we have um, for non p5 slippery rock is my favorite. Um, most people do not know what Slippery Rock is. Uh, There's a shirt in the Slippery Rock collection that is along with our two-lane Green Wave shirt, despite all the power fives that are now on our website, they are both in our top 10 still sales of all time because it's a rock. Krista found this um, in her research for Slippery Rock. It's a rock in a mink coat holding a pennant and he has a little button that says win from the 1970s. Oh. Um, and it's just, you know, it's such a unique school, right? They're this this slippery rock pride but so there's a lion element but they used to just be the rock it was they would just call themselves the rock it wasn't the slippery rock rocks or whatever It'd just be like the rock and so there's just a ton of source material of a, of a rock wearing sweaters fur, fur coat what have you so we love slippery rock it meant extra it was extra special for Krista being a huge uh see, did Michigan football growing up because they always announce the Slippery Rock
1: score for the Michigan
0: football games and the crowd goes wild. It's it's a whole deal. So
1: Slippery Rock was my favorite non P five. I am uh I'm gonna go buy that shirt now.
0: <laughs> Told me. It's a pretty special one. It's pretty special. Two lane's a great one too, because of the obviously the green wave and just the light, the baby blue um always looks good on anything. Yeah. And uh yeah, Tulane. I love that collection.
1: Tulane's uh mean wave is mm-hmm. uh, is one of the best logos. Um, oh yeah. Okay, let's play a little this or that. Mm-hmm. Football in a stadium, or football okay. on the couch in your living room.
0: Hmm. See, you are asking an Indiana football fan. uh, So that you have to understand we don't have the uh, game day experience one might have uh, in Nebraska. Uh, I would say personally football on a couch, though I am an Indiana football season ticket holder. Um, Yeah, we just don't typically have packed stadiums. Um, We did for the Cincinnati game this past year when it looked like we were going to be good again. uh, And then we returned to final form. So I'll say on the couch, you know, it's convenient if you want to get a snack um we get blown out a lot and so then if i have to drive if i we're we're not good fans we will leave early um there was a whole initiative to try to get uh iu fans to stay for the whole game and they even had like this group that did uh the this is indiana basketball song that popped off 10 years ago they got iu football paid them to make a song about not leaving early for football and everyone booed it and we all left as students in protest of the song because it's part of the IU football culture. So given all of that, I would say watching from home, because I, if we're losing by 40 to Ohio State in the third quarter, I still have to drive an hour plus home from Bloomington to, to Indianapolis.
1: That's fair. Okay. okay well, so you, you have to be at the game. Day kick or night kick? Oh, night kick. Um,
0: for all of what I just said about uh, the IU football experience for me, again, I'm, I'm personalizing it. Um, Bloomington is a wonderful town with actually a really good tailgate scene. So we get, because of who we are, we get noon kicks like nobody's business. And so it's really difficult to have a fun game day experience, right? Because you'll have to leave at 6 or 7 a.m. to make anything worth it. Um, so I'll go with night kick for sure.
1: Yeah go for two to win the game or kick the extra point, go to overtime.
0: Oh, absolutely. Go for two. That's the, one of the most iconic moments in Indiana football history was Michael Penix, who was definitely in, uh, there's no debate about that. Uh, defeating Penn state. I'm uh, going for two instead of kicking for, for the uh, extra field goal or the extra point. So yeah, go for two. Absolutely. I love it.
1: Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so with Kalen DeBoer Boer and, Mike Phoenix at, at Washington, are you going to be like a like a partial Washington fan this season?
0: Oh, yeah. They're my Pac-12 team this year. DeBoer gave us the best offense we've had since – I mean, it was a one-man offense with Randall L. But, you know, I guess the Kevin Wilson years were pretty great, too, on offense. We were scoring all defense. But, yeah, I I love it. You know, we got Kalen DeBoer out there. I'm really hoping for Michael Penix to have a bounce back here. He did so much for Indiana. Um, there is no ill will – Clearly, or with anybody with him transferring, he just needed a fresh start, and he's got. he been hurt so many times, and he just kept getting back up. So yeah, definitely cheering for them in the Pac-12 this year. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe, now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash
1: wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Um, last one. This is, gonna, this, is, this is the most important one. Nebraska or Iowa in 22? Nebraska
0: or Iowa in 22? Uh, I'm going to go with Nebraska, and it's not just because I'm on this podcast either. I think... You guys are kind of the. You guys are kind of the hot off-season pick right now, right? After losing every game in a heartbreaking fashion last year, um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I I just I feel given how close you were, and I still think Frost has got something. I mean, clearly he built a turnaround at UCF, and I'm sure you guys have talked it to death uh, all off-season, but uh, you know, Iowa. I no reason to ever believe in the offense. And there was a good Iowa year last year, which means it's probably a six and six, seven and five Iowa year this year. So yeah, I'm going with the Huskers.
1: Okay. All right. Um we have a uh we have a Nebraska home field drop on Saturday. Yeah. Connor and I are recording this on a Thursday. If you guys listened to this before Saturday, he mentioned earlier that the record has been set for a drop by. Make sure I remember Florida, this. Florida right? Yes,
0: Florida, yeah. and then Georgia's number two.
1: If you're listening to this before Saturday, which you should because it comes out Friday morning, make sure that you go to home field and help Nebraska set the record. I imagine Nebraska <laughs> will be able to get close.
0: Yeah, I mean, we fans are great. We have some. Pre- I mean, we have some pretty good indicators um, early on you know, uh, just based off of how the announcement goes, uh, Nebraska is one of the most uh, hyped up announcements we've had so far. So we're very excited for it. The collection is truly stunning. We showed one of our retail partners um, the collection two months ago and they ordered the most they ever had for a collection. They said it was their favorite they've seen of us so far over our hundred plus collections. So wow. got some Herbies in there, got a, a black shirt maybe in there. We've got a ton of great, old content uh for nebraska in there so we're really excited about it
1: cool collection looks great i'll let you get out of here man thank you for coming on the podcast i'm sure you've got some other stuff that you got to do it was great to talk to you great to chat about home field appreciate you coming on
0: yeah thanks for having me and uh yeah noon eastern saturday go huskers
1: can't wait we'll be back next week with another podcast in the meantime keep reading hillvarsity.com. Make sure that you are subscribed to Hailvarsity.com so you can read everything. Go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Use the code Varsity at checkout. Also, make sure, I'm gonna say it again, make sure that you're getting something during the home field drop at noon Eastern on Saturday because it's Nebraska and we can never have too many Nebraska t-shirts. That's right. Um, right. shouts, Shouts to Connor for coming on this podcast. Shouts to you guys for listening every week. Shouts to Cam for producing every week and we will be back next week thanks guys a
0: Huda media production